guessed it, pressure points with your two train conductors of the evening. I'm D. This is AJ. Toot toot. And we're coming at you with season two, episode 18, Lucy Goosey Caboosey, featuring Paul. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get cracking. Tape is a motating. Let's go. It's train day today. How's it going? I'm D, and as usual, my boy AJ's also in the house. What did you just say? <laughs> Something about a potato? Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just oh, rolling. That with was it. like, get your bergen, catch a moose. You know it. It's, we're back at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm just in the mood for trains, man. I'm I'm hyped about Who these train isn't? stories today. I'm always hyped for trains. <laughs> So, uh, we've got Paul in the studio with us. Hey, guys. No, I can't do it. I can't do yeah, it. We don't, Paul's not here. Featuring Paul, this is a story about Paul. He's our loosey-goosey. Uh, yeah, so how you been? What you been up to, homegirl? Uh, not a lot. I got a free toilet off what? KSL. You don't have the pink toilet anymore? No, no, I still do. Okay. I'm putting in... A toilet in the basement so oh that's right okay so you know i'm gonna i swear to christ i'm gonna put i'm gonna install an entire bathroom for free i'm I mean, not paying a cent <laughs> i wouldn't blame you i'd be impressed also i don't have any sense so <laughs> <laughs> hence hence the free well yeah hell yeah nothing nothing wrong with a free toilet unless oh yeah is it like a literal shitty free toilet or and I was pretty good. Yeah. Got it from a rich neighborhood, so. All right. They just got all new toilets, and they're like, come take these. Jeez. They're free. And I just took one. They wanted me to take three of them. Good Lord. You should have. You could have replaced I the should have, and then you sold You could have replaced the pink toilet and then turned the pink toilet into a pot in the backyard. <laughs> you could have grown <laughs> oh, trees out of it. Get it onions. together. What are you thinking? Or potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. <laughs> and I just realized they're, ah, the one in my other bathroom's also kind of crappy. Damn it, we missed out. You should message him again and say, hey, you still have those two toilets? Hit I'll your, just creepily, slowly. <laughs> yeah. I'll slowly drive past them. You need to slowly drive past while you're in, like, all black and you have a ski mask on and then just steal both free toilets. That's the best way yeah. to take anything free is to look like At you're night. stealing it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why I really like driving around with one of those, like, cream sodas. That looked like a beer bottle. <laughs> like driving around drinking some of those in front of the cops. Oh, God. Like the uh, cream soda Jones bottles. Those are my thing back in the day when I was a good little oh, really? morning boy. Yeah. I thought I was so oh. cool. I just had one just the other, just like this morning. Not oh. a Jones. It was a Hen Henry. I don't remember what it's called. A vanilla cream. We're not cream. sponsored by them. Don't say their, don't say their brand nice name. They're not going to pay head. us. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh what you got for me today who's this mr paul he's a train boy okay. so this is this episode's gonna be a, a little bit of a biography on this man's life he uh you know he really went through a really tough time and uh, he has a had a rough life working the trains and i just kind of want to you know go into it show some you know in these all un crazy uncertain times show, show some, some you know some sympathy, some, some empathy, some solidarity with okay. our, with our, you know, 
common working man. With our, our fellow our fellow man. Okay. Yeah, hit me with it. All right. So this is a super dry story, so everybody turn off your volume, mute it, and then just continue playing it. Uh, anybody who's actually interested, you can keep listening, though. Yeah. So <laughs> he was born September 29th in 1912 in Muntauen in East Prussia <laughs> in the German Empire. Muntauen. So every there's a ton of German words, and I'm gonna pronounce all of them correctly. All right, I like it. So and he was the be illegitimate. So oh, yeah. over the top as well. Mundawen. <laughs> God damn it! All right. So he was yeah he was born as the illegitimate child of Marie Saga or Saga 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 Saga. <laughs> well, I mean I don't know a, if that one was a German word, but you butchered it, and I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, it's a name, I guess. I don't know. It counts. It's a proper noun, proper noun, I guess. So this lady was a poor farm worker, and there are not a lot of details about anything besides the fact that she was a four-farm. Par- four Goddamn. <laughs> a poor farm worker. Um, the birth certificate was filled out by his grandfather with the name of Paul Saga. Paul Saga. We know him today as Paul Ogorzo. Ogor, Ogorzo. Ogorzo. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> we need to start finding so, easier names to pronounce for our yeah. shows. <laughs> oh, can't cover that story. Their name's too confusing. So We're just gonna, mm. I'm just going to search for the next one. I'm going to go to Google and type in Bill Johnson and find anyone <laughs> named Bill Johnson with an interesting story. And I'll John somehow, Smith. He's going to be married to a, a woman with just like the most impossible name ever. Yeah, a Yiddish name. <laughs> God, it's like, I quit. I quit. We're done. Yeah. We're pulling the plug. It's over. So in 1924, at the age of 12, he was adopted by Johan Ogorzo, <laughs> who was a farmer you. in Havaland in the German Empire. All right. So it, he didn't immediately take the Ogorzo last name, but later on he did, and he relocated to a little town called Nauen. Now in uh, near Berlin. He worked as a farm laborer at his adopted father's farm for a while. And then he started working at a steel foundry as the rearmament started to, you know, take off. Okay. And what year is this? Like, when, when is this taking place? This like... was... He was 12 in 1924. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was a couple of years after 1924. All right. All right. So in 1931, the next big, like, life event happened. He... Joined the Nazi party at the age of 18. <laughs> I was going to say he voted for Hitler. <laughs> like It's just I... bound to happen. We're in Germany. <laughs> so I don't know how much anybody knows about how Hitler actually took power, but he had this little paramilitary branch in his political party called the SA or the Sturmabteilung. Sturmabteilung. Tielun. Sure, that's that's right. Basically they're they're the stormtroopers. They're the they're the brown shirts. They're the people who'd go out and kill Hitler's, you know, political enemies and imprison them for no reason. Okay. All so right. he actually joined this group in nineteen thirty two. In uh, nineteen thirty three, the Nazis gained power. They did the night the night of the long knives where basically these guys went around and picked up all of Hitler's enemies, anybody in the German uh, Communist Party. And either murdered them or threw them in a prison, in a gulag. <laughs> Which, I mean, so, is the best way to solve any problem, really. Yeah, honestly. Lock away your enemies. 
they so because of this and his role in this you know these events he rose modestly through the ranks up to the Schaffuhrer or squad leader. He became a squad leader, essentially. Schaffuhrer. Jesus Christ. So from here on out, I have something for almost every single year I was able to find on his life. I got a lot from the Wikipedia, but there's also a cool book about him. I might leave that in the notes, maybe. I found it on Google Books, so I didn't have to pay for it. So yeah, I'll throw it in the in the notes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> If it's free, 19... we'll endorse yeah. it. Exactly. So in 1934, Paul was hired by the Deutsche Reichsbahn, or just like the German trains, essentially, <laughs> as a plate layer, and he, which is you know pretty low, low, low wage menial task a type plate stuff. Plate layer is that plate layer? So like during construction of the rail lines. Oh, okay, all right. But he eventually worked his way up to assistant signalman in the eastern suburbs of Berlin. So the signalman is people who they're the people who like communicate with the different trains and like make sure trains don't crash by switching the lights and the tracks and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So it's like the uh, the train version of uh, Paul Revere. Close. Exactly. That's what I think. Anytime I that's, hear signalman, that's I think crazy. Of, of Paul Revere, our blessed Paul Revere. <laughs> what is this? I have no idea. What is this? Columbus Day. God damn. <laughs> We're close. We're like six months away from it. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right around off. the corner. Yeah. So he he was actually really good at his job. Apparently he could run the signals and be tapping away at the little whatever the fuck that beep, 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 beep. What the fuck is that uh, called? Morse code. Well, yeah, it's Morse code, but oh, telegraph. There fuck. we go. Yeah, you got me beat on that one. <laughs> I'm out of it today. It was a telegraph. Oof. Haven't been drinking enough. No, not at all. I'm going sober. So he, he was... He was great. Oh, God. No, I'm just no. kidding. Not at all. Never. Yeah. Fuck don't. Man. Please don't. We're over. <laughs> so he, he was really good at his job, making lots of money. Well, a, a decent amount of money. And then in 1937, he, Paul married Gertrude Zimmerman. That one was easy. Yeah, good and job. And together they had a son and a daughter. All the time, he, there are people who, neighbors and you know people in the area he was living who would always see him playing outside with his children, or he had a small garden in his yard that he spent a lot of time in, and they had a little, just a small cherry orchard in their backyard. And that's what he spent most of his time doing when he was outside of work. You know, typical Nazi family. That's fair. Exactly. He was known to be highly competent and reliable in his work. Um... He was dispatched all along the S-Bahn, which is the train system, the railway line, I suppose. And he was just so good at it, he could basically go anywhere and figure it out. So in uh, 1939, in late August, Paul went on a rampage, sexually assaulting and raping <laughs> dozens of vulnerable women. <laughs> Jesus. Of which 31 were positively, positively linked to him. He would specifically target women whose husband was drafted in the war. This, is, this took such a dark turn. It goes from like he owned a cherry tree and worked on the he worked on the locomotives to yeah, and then he just went raping and pillaging. He went full fledged Nazi Viking. Well, you know, you gotta live life in the fast lane on those trains. Chugga 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 chugga. He would choke, bludgeon, and threaten women, and he would always do this in his railway uniform. It allowed him to like get close to them. Oh, they're like, oh, he's a railway worker. He's going to come ask me for my ticket or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, so across basically through the summer, that, um, yeah, that fall into winter through the spring, he, yeah, he it was dozens of women that he assaulted. God damn. I'm, I'm In, still just reeling over the <laughs> fact that this just flipped like a switch. <laughs> a little bit. So in 1940, around July, he began to move closer to murders. A lot of serial killers don't start off as serial killers. They do the sexual assaults, and then they, like, work their way up. Mm -hmm. So in July in 1940, he worked his way up. He attacked and stabbed three women, but they all they all recovered. He wasn't good at it. <laughs> unlike, the next month in unlike August— his, Unlike his position at the train company, he was not very good at this. Not highly competent. <laughs> so, yeah, in August 1940, he raped and bludgeoned a woman on a train, and then in September did it again. Both of them, he failed to murder them. God, this guy And is... one of them was thrown from the moving train, but still survived. Now, is he intending to kill them? Are they like... like... Yes, at this point, he's he's moved on. He's trying to murder them. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure if it was like he would just beat them within an inch of their life and then leave them, and then like just stab him as like a a calling card. I, I calling card, I don't know if that's right. Just like his modus operandi. What? Is what you're thinking of. Yeah. His modus operandi. Yeah. Like he just kinda hey, here's a scar to remember me by. But he was trying to kill them. No, no, yeah. Oh, At okay. this point he was trying to kill them. The previous over thirty people he was just assaulting. Oh, okay. So and there was another attempt the following month, I believe, where he snuck up on a woman and started to beat the crap out of her, but she yelled out, and it turns out her husband and her brother oh, no. were around the corner. Oh, he was no, violently Paul. beaten, and he oh, jumped Paul. from a moving train to escape. <sighs> he jumped from a moving train? Yeah. God, man. This Flipped guy on really, him. like, so he was on shift when he did this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of these occur idiot. on shift. Oh, they, my God, He would actually dude. do, uh, this comes up a little bit later, but... He would often jump uh, a fence in the middle of his shift because they, I mean, there weren't, a, there weren't cameras. Yeah. They weren't tracking him. They would jump over a fence and go get up to no good. Jesus, this guy. He's a genius. But after he almost <laughs> got beaten to death, he, he, he kind of changed it up. He thought about it, took, took, a, took a seat and was like, all right, how am I going to murder these women? Honestly, he's how, he's how can I start to be more successful in my new trade and hobby? He's he's honestly more effective than allied soldiers. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's awful. Oh, no. All right. So in October of 1940, they started. Well, they didn't start doing this, but he took advantage of this, of the fact that allies were starting starting to raid closer and closer, further and further into Europe. So they would have all the cars, all the train cars blacked out so that the pilots couldn't just see, oh, there's a train moving along there. Let's just bomb that oh, and fuck it all up. Yeah. So they would they would do these blackouts at night. And what he would do is oh God. he would just lurk around in empty cars looking for just a lady sitting alone. So they've had – so let me get this straight. Germany has a, a string of rapes and attempted murders – on their on with their, over thirty survivors on their trains, and they think, you know what? Though this may be a big problem, we're gonna black out our trains so that like <laughs> there are no lights. Like, yeah, we realize that there's probably a guy out there 
and stabbing and raping your women. However, we'd rather we don't get bombed. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> maybe well, don't take that, the trains anymore. Maybe just don't. That get is on a the train. very good point. A very good point that I'm glad you brought up. I was gonna bring it down and talk about it a little later, but now's a good time for it. He nobody <laughs> knew that these murders were happening. The oh. Um, newspapers were banned from talking about this. The cops, when they went out to investigate, weren't even allowed to tell the people what they were investigating. They couldn't even ask them, "What? hey, have you heard of anybody being raped or murdered? They'd have to be completely, like, not give anything away to imply that there was a crime occurring. What the hell? They would be investigating people just for the hell of it, essentially. They would have to convince people. God. They couldn't warn people. They couldn't say, hey, lady— don't listen to anybody or don't don't listen to anybody don't go on any trains alone they couldn't say that huh because the the censorship and the propaganda was so crazy that they they couldn't imply that there was anything wrong there were on the any home front problems going on in germany okay yeah they didn't want to demoralize people like they germany was amazing there was nothing ever well there was nothing wrong with it at the time they didn't want to show otherwise okay that makes sense then. Exactly. Because initially I was like, what the hell is wrong with this? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? God. Yeah, it's like being in, let's just throw out a random city, Salt Lake City, Utah, and you take a, like a, the, the tracks to work every day, and you go in at like, or you go home at like 8 p.m., and there's been somebody murdering people every night on, the, on a different tracks car, at 8 p.m., and nobody says anything about it, and, and you just continue going home from work. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Why would you tell anybody? <laughs> yeah. Why would anybody speak up about that kind of thing? <laughs> so throughout all of these, all this prowling, he would always wear his his uh, work uniform. He was said, some of the people who survived said that he would approach them asking for their ticket and then flash a light in their eyes and start yelling. And that would just completely knock the women off guard because it would knock anybody off yeah, guard. Yeah, I was going to say, you it know, would in the knock middle of a dark train. <laughs> yeah, and then he would just start just start swinging. Sometimes he had a knife. Sometimes he had like a like a lead pipe. <laughs> Jeez. And and uh, yeah, he would just start attacking people crazy. So October fourth, so only four days into the month, he stabbed a mother of two named Gerda Ditter to death in her home. So this wasn't even on the train. Oh, this was on, she, this was off shift. So he was yeah off shift. He was, he was doing still his, in his duties uniform, off the clock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He met up with her. Apparently, they met on the train, and he went to her house because she thought that they were gonna go fool around a little bit because her husband's in the German army and has been gone for months, and she needs to get laid. Okay. So they what women don't and, need you know, sexual needs. That's not a thing, right? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, I definitely don't blame her oh, for wanting man. to get some of that good good. Oh, the good old 1940s. Mm-mm. So then uh, two months later, he raped and killed three more women in total. Jeez. Just during that, during that like, three-month time period. This guy's cruising. He's going for the record books. Oh, yeah. And December, it was actually December 28th, 1940, Police recovered Gertrude Stewart on the tracks, and she was rushed, rushed to the hospital, but died soon afterwards. She never woke up. Um, she had a 
fractured skull. She had been thrown from the tracks, and she had been sexually assaulted. Oh, God. 1941 in January, January 5th, so only, well, like six or seven, eight days, eight days yeah. past that. Yeah. They found pretty much the same scene with a woman named Hedwig Eger. <laughs> sure, that's fine. That sounds right. And she was uh, five months pregnant. Oh, no. She was thrown from the train and unsuccessfully strangled. Oh. So and then she, she died lived. the following oh, day. No, she didn't live. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sent to the hospital, then died. A lot of these, a lot of the women who survived or went on to die later, were it was because he never strangled them entirely. Like, oh, what a little bitch. Okay. It got close. Close, but no cigar. Okay. Exactly. He didn't know that you got to keep strangling for like five minutes after they pass out. He's no Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You got to remember the thumbs. You got to put the thumbs in. God, never forget the thumbs. <laughs> so in uh, 1941 again, February the 11th, about a month later, the seventh victim was found, a pregnant mother of three. She was bludgeoned and thrown from the train. And because of it was just such a similar... All the all the victims were so similar. Yeah, I was gonna say in like, their attacks, they were immediately linked together. Jeez. Well, yeah, no kidding. Like, and on uh, top of that, like he's already well, he's building a pretty steady like base of of victims going after. Yeah, and they're all thrown women. off the same yeah. train. Pregnant women or mothers all being thrown off the same train. Yeah. Jeez. He's not necessarily the smartest this guy knows how to spend a friday evening <laughs> now these all happen on like tuesdays <laughs> turn up friday on evening tuesday. he had to go home to his wife oh jeez. he was whipped <laughs> God. much like his victims yes very very similarly in an emotional way <laughs> jeez so now, uh, now we can we can finally move on and go into the investigation. How we figured out all this stuff. So the beli- the beliefs, the poli- uh, the beliefs. We Belize. need to record more often. Yeah. I'm losing my touch. <laughs> You're having a stroke. Quarantine's getting to you. I am. Oh yeah. Oof. I need to walk down a road and flip flops, drinking a beer. Yeah. In public. That sounds like my Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> That's me outside of quarantine, though. Oh, okay. So in uh, December in 1940, so pretty much after he had raped and murdered the majority of his victims, police began to investigate. Uh, Multiple victims came forward in the past couple of months basically describing the same thing. This dude attacked me. He was wearing a railway uniform. He tried to choke me, and then he threatened me not to talk about it, and here I am. And they're like, oh, that sounds similar to all those bodies we keep scraping up off the tracks every other night. <laughs> God. Weird. Really let's not though. investigate it for two months. Yeah, no big deal. Let's uh, let's wait till this war is over, till we've won. Yeah. So at, at this time, all the news coverage, as I was saying, was heavily censored. And the detectives had to be extremely careful during their investigation. They couldn't reveal that there were murders and attacks happening. They couldn't talk to anybody they couldn't warn anybody about it but they still had to somehow gather the information yeah so this is where wilhelm lutke that's definitely right comes in he was (laughs) the leader of the homicide unit lutke he was the leader of the homicide unit in berlin and he immediately he's this is a smart dude the gears start turning 
It's like, all of these solitary women keep getting attacked on these trains. I know what we need to do. What do you we do? need to dress up our detectives as women and set them up individually <laughs> in each train car. I love this. Beautiful. Cross-dressing German police officers in 1941. <laughs> that should have been the thought? title. Who would have thought? Yeah, it should have been. And they actually had some female detectives, or at least police officers at this time, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. Um, they definitely... Nazi Germany frowned upon women in the workforce, so I thought it was interesting that they actually had agents who were females. Yeah, I was. Gonna, I guess it makes that, sense. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It still surprises me, though. Yeah, definitely. So there was actually a female, an actual female agent who was on a train car, who this guy actually approached, but he he was nervous for some reason. Something in his gut said, "Hmm." Maybe I shouldn't attack this one. And he had been walking up and down the train cars, so he saw other people in nearby cars. And he was like, ugh, this doesn't, sa- this doesn't feel right. So he didn't actually end up attacking her, just out of pure pure luck. But then, you know, he would have been caught. Let's see. So he also sent out a bunch of detectives to interview 5,000 of the 8,000 railway workers. All the patrols were doubled. Everything was crazy. They, they interviewed 5,000 out of 8,000? Yeah, 5,000 out of 8,000. Good lord. And they, again, couldn't say, oh, we're investigating a murder. Do you know anybody who sounds murderous? <laughs> yeah, we're just investigating someone who doesn't quite sit right that may work on your trains. <laughs> they basically, out of all this stuff that they did, they only caught a handful of petty criminals. Although they did put one really great program forward, which is they set up a list of volunteers. They basically accepted volunteers to escort solitary women during the night trains. And guess who signed up? <laughs> oh, no. Paul. No, Paul, Paul signed you up dirty and volunteered. He's like, well, this makes it fucking easy. I just get assigned a woman each night. <laughs> God damn it, Lucy Goosey Caboosey Paul. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. Kabusi. So, yeah, it, it, this really didn't contribute to the case at all, but it did spook Paul enough to just to stop his attacks for about five months. So at least there's that. Like, yeah, they, they kind of stopped it for a little bit. Yeah. In July of 1941, though, Paul was up to his old tricks. He went out and killed his final victim. In the exact same area that the attacks began two years before. Here I go killing again. The exact same place again. he attacked those... Th- yeah. God. Ooh-wee. <laughs> well, there I go killing again, Crimbopulous Michael. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So at that point, he he was like, yeah, I got away with this. Like, this is great. Until some fucking snitches, some of his co-workers, oh. pointed him out to detectives. Somebody, like, finally caught on what they were looking for. They were probably And they Jews. said, hey, that Paul guy. I bet those guys. Oh, that's, oh just wait. Just Jews. wait. The Jews come into this. Oh, they do. Okay. Just I was going to say, I was like, there's they no always way do. you didn't bring them up in this. No, no. The Jews. <laughs> it's Nazi Germany. <laughs> I was like, it's got to hit. Oh, no. It will. Don't you worry. So his co-workers pointed him out to detectives because... He often said misogynistic comments, which was not unheard of, but he was particularly violent with them, and he just kept talking about killing. 
I just, just imagine he in was passing, fascinated with it in passing in 1940s. He just walks like he's walking up, turns to his buddies in the train. and He says, hey, you know, that girl on train four. God, I would love to just that. Yeah, the pregnant one. Yeah, I'd love to just rape her and throw her off of this train. And pe- they're like, what the fuck is your problem, Paul? And he's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just just, just kidding. kidding. I was just it was just a prank, guys. I just just getting a rise <laughs> out of you. <laughs> It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Seriously, that's that's probably what it was like. It was, he was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so so these people who pointed him out said, yeah, he it's kind of weird, but sometimes halfway through a shift, he, would, he just hops a fence. <laughs> and he's just gone for like hours. And then they find a body the next day. <laughs> so the detectives asked him about it. And he said, oh, no, no, I'm just having an affair with all these women who whose husbands are at war dying. God. And they're like, well, that checks out. <laughs> Jesus. It's just, I feel like whenever anyone says it was a simpler time, it's like, eh, it was a simpler time, but you guys are just dumb as fuck back then. Yeah. Simpler because they had simpler brains. All right, so let's see. Yeah, so they also asked, talked to his wife, and they said, hey, you're his wife. Tell us about him. And she immediately testified that often he was abusive and violent and obsessed with her being completely unfaithful to him, even though she never was. She never actually, like, cheated on him. But he was always just insane about it. So, you know, that's a great place to raise a child in a cherry orchard or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So Lutke said, all right, bro, I guess this is all good. This all checks out, but like, let me take a look at your train uniforms. And he goes, oh, 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 and he gives them the uniforms, and they are all covered in multiple different blood stains. Oh God! Of Apparently course. Apparently, he barely of fucking cleaned those. Of course, they were. And I'm sure he blamed it just. Not, he's like, oh no, this was a red coal that we used on uh, train 42. It was a God. a Jewish person came up and rubbed peach jam on me, or strawberry jam on peach me. Peach jam. You are having peach a stroke jam. today, man. Uh, the uniform's black, <laughs> so whatever. It's just something on there. <laughs> All right, so they were... I love this. And my favorite part of the whole story is his interrogation. Oh, no. So, Lutke brought... Lutke... Lutke... Lutke. Brought this dude into a small room lit with a single bare bulb the police brought in one of the victims that had lived that he had thought he killed oh no and then they sat him down you got he starts sweating she starts crying and then they brought in a tray oh god i thought you were gonna say all of the skulls from each of his victims oh god i thought you were gonna say child and i was like no but i like the tray i like the tray much better (laughs) tray full of skulls oh god that's that's badass of eight of each of his victims who yeah. ended up passing away. Really? They're like, they just called up the morgue and they're like, I need the skulls <laughs> is, from the train. Is a skull auto ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he pretty much immediately confessed and he started like blaming imagine, other reasons. I like to imagine that he just started crying when they brought in the skulls. He just goes, <laughs> just a blubbering Apparently he did cry. Bitch. Damn it. I really wanted Paul to be a little baby about it. He was. He did. He did cry. Wait, I thought you said he didn't. No, no, he did. Oh, he did. Of course he did. Paul's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, he, he started breaking down, and he 
He confessed and blamed his murder spree on alcoholism. Oh, God. Did he blame it and on then pornography, he blamed, too, like Ted Bundy? Oh, no, just wait. <laughs> he blamed it on a Jewish doctor that he was seeing. Oh, God, no. To treat his gonorrhea. And it, the doctor messed up his gonorrhea treatment, and that oh, made him rape no. and murder over 40 women. What a fucking cop-out. Of, ugh, I hate I hate Paul. Anything nice that I've said <laughs> about Paul up to this point, take it back. I take it back right now. He's a fucking ass. You started off on the Paul train, and now you're getting off at the next well, yeah, station. He was, a, he was a good train worker before he started raping and pillaging. <laughs> before somebody flipped the, the rapist switch, which wasn't his doctor. It was not his doctor that, swi- that switched the rapist switch. Yeah. His Jewish doctor who probably didn't exist. Yeah, really, though. So, God, what a he pleaded guilty to eight murders, six attempted murders, and 31 cases of sexual assault. Oh, my like, Lord. Like, he didn't even try. Jesus. And this is, a, this is like the cherry on top. He was kicked out of the Nazi party. Like, how bad of a person do you need to be <laughs> for the to be Nazis, kicked out for the Nazis of the Nazi not party? to like you? Like, you can, you can admittedly hate a group of people within the Nazi party, and they're like, yeah, this guy's cool. But there, apparently there's a line in the sand that the Nazis have drawn that says, you don't cross this one. <laughs> and yeah, Paul it's, crossed you don't it. rape and murder God. Aryans. You rape and murder everybody else. God. And you throw Jews under the bus when you're blamed for it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, no, they were okay with that. Yeah, they liked that, I'm sure. With it. Oh, God. But, yeah, it was like how bad of a person. They had an entire squad of units in the German army who were all convicted murderers and pedophiles, <laughs> and led Paul by a convicted allowed to be murderer and and child molester, and this guy was kicked out of being the Nazis. <laughs> I love it. Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul. God, fuck off. Fucking can't even be a Nazi. That's how shitty you are. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, July 26, 1941, two days after his sentence was pronounced, he was executed by guillotine at Plotzensi Prison. Damn. <laughs> he was guillotined. Like, imagine being so awful that, one, Hitler himself doesn't even want you to be, like, he doesn't even want to be associated with you. And two, like, after they've already invented firing squads, they've, they've done all that, they're like, we're still going to put you through a fucking guillotine. Like, oof, you you messed up bad there, buddy. Yeah, like, think about it. <laughs> if there were, like, dissenters or people who were found to be sheltering, like, Jewish people or people that they were, other people they were trying to kill, they would be hanged in public. If you were one of the people who they were hunting down, you'd get one to two bullets in you, and then that's it. <laughs> Paul just gets a fucking guillotine. And he gets fucking guillotined. <laughs> Justice like, is real, everyone. You heard it here first. <laughs> The Nazis did one thing right, and that was guillotining oh. uh, Paul. And okay. you know what? Was, that clip is like, going to be taken finish, out of context. I was like, finish your sentence, and, please. Sorry, I, I froze because I knew that that, that sentence is going to be taken completely out of context. That's going to be a soundbite, and we're going to get blocked on Instagram for that one. Yep, they're going <laughs> to. that's going to haunt me. One day I'm going to be a millionaire, and that's going to come back up. Like you started it, and I was like, keep going. 
Keep speaking. Keep speaking, AJ. Finish your thought, please. I realized my mistake. I realized it. This just in. Pure VPN dropped us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they don't drop anybody. <laughs> nah, so there, there you go. Paul Ogorzo. Oh, man. I love it. Especially the guillotine part. That's the highlight of this whole story. Oh, yeah. Think about that. It was probably alive was for, you know, a couple seconds after. <sighs> all right. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I just remembered something. What's up? So. Hit me with it. Um, Why do you think he he attacks so many people? Why? I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, I thought I thought it was like, I thought you were going to lead into it with a joke that you were going to say, why do you <laughs> think he attacks so many people? And I'd say, oh, because of this. You're like, no. Punchline. Um. I just I just hit my glasses into my micro my microphone. <laughs> oh God, it's okay. Today's kind of a shit show because I'm literally holding up my mic. So if anybody gets terrible feedback, because I keep looking at my my little wavelengths, and like every once in a while I'll see it, I'm like, oh God, I'm moving. Stop, stop moving. Uh, no, no, this one will sound way better than next one. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Or last yeah, one. The last one was hot garbage. But that's okay. It was a cop-out episode. Um, yeah, so it was fine. Why do I think he did it? Um, you know, I I think that it probably had a lot to do with the times. Like, everybody was very, very likely sexually repressed back then. Um, and I'm not justifying what he did by any means. But I would say, like, that could have led into it. Uh, he started getting, like sexually violent and then it just kind of turned into a downward spiral from there but we knew he was getting some he had kids yeah that's fair but like at least at that point he was <laughs> how many kids did he have two he just had two yeah i mean so he's getting laid twice in probably <laughs> in his life it, yeah honestly like at that point he was probably getting he got laid twice both times his wife got pregnant and he was like, I want to sleep with you while you're pregnant. She's like, no, I'm self-conscious of the way I look. And he goes, oh, that's okay. I'll just get it elsewhere and then throw her off a train. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, that's a natural escalation. <laughs> I'd imagine he was probably just sexually deviant and it escalated from there. Kept getting worse and worse because he was repressed. I was, uh, my theory, I was talking about this story to my fiance and she immediately... And came to the correct conclusion, as me, the psychiatrist doctor, can tell <laughs> you. He's a woman hater, and he doesn't trust women because he was an illegitimate child. He probably thought his uh. mother, who put him up for adoption, just like, was some slut. And now all women are like that. That's fair. I mean, it makes and then, sense. And then he just it, yeah, it makes sense with the abuse. Yeah, or distrusted. I think it's more of a of a trust yeah like he didn't trust them to the point that he hated them because he always thought his wife was cheating on him god hitler's just like i hate i hate jews but i don't hate women and this guy's like i hate jews and women and hitler's like get the fuck out <laughs> hitler was weird on women i'm not quite uh, sure what to think of him yeah well ugh. but yeah that that does make so, sense is like I could see that. Yeah, and you know, with this episode, I really wanted to just leave a nice, you know, a nice taste in your mouth. You know, keep you coming back for more. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like coming back. This will not be my last episode on the show. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Is that all you got, AJ? That's all I got. Well, thanks for tuning in, suckers. Uh, yeah, catch us next week, as usual, on Mondays. Uh, we're getting close to the end of this season. I mean, we're... I don't know how many more we've got, like five, five more episodes for this? Something like that. Yeah, we're getting there. So, uh, Four or five, yeah. Yeah, so watch out. We'll have we'll have a date planned and released for when our season three will come out. But we're not at the end of this one just yet. So, yeah, uh, keep listening. Tell all your friends. Show your grandma. She'll love it. She'll love our Hitler jokes. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, catch us on Instagram and Twitter at points. Oh, pressure uh thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next week